0: I've been looking for
1: Welcome to the Goal Mouth Podcast, my name is KD, alongside Sam J. So this is your weekly fix of football, bringing you nothing but the best in world football. But before that, this is your show, the Goal Mouth Podcast.
0: One, two, three.
1: So Sam, we really have a lot to get through today. Of course, the Bundesliga is back March 29. We'll get through the roundup of... Um, the fixtures and the results, too. We'll also discuss some of their outstanding play during that match day, March Day 20. And I know you also have a lot to say about Kai Havertz. We yeah. i really excited about Kai Havertz. We were talking about him last week. Also, the Premier League is drawing closer and closer, It's I'm sure um, Arsenal fans can't wait to watch David Lewis and the Grills' squadron Mustafi.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, of course... <laughs> <laughs> United fans are so excited About watching uh, Bruno Fernandes And Paul Pogba back um, We have um, Hurricane who is back With Tottenham Hotspurs, and also other players In the, in the Premier League We talk of players maybe like uh, Ruben Loft for Chelsea We'll also go through um, some of the news com- Coming from Spain We'll talk about the, the La Liga The La Liga is scheduled to be back on the 11th Of this month um, We'll also talk about some of the English news We'll talk about some transfers and we'll just um, concentrate on some very interesting news. Um, we have some very interesting news. Chelsea fans are so excited right now. <laughs> yeah. They're just about to land a very important player right now. We'll get to talk about that. And let's just get it, Sam. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready.
1: Oh, So let's, let's start with the Premier League. So the Premier League confirmed that um, one of the 1,197 players and staff tested um, On Monday and Tuesday, um, one has tested positive for coronavirus and Spurs on the other day followed up with a statement saying that um, they have revealed that the one positive um, case that was coming from, that that had also been indicated by the Premier League was coming from their club. So Spurs went ahead to say that the individual is currently asymptomatic and is self-isolated for seven days. I think this is good progress by the Premier League, considering that it's only one case out of the 1,000 uh, cases, out of the possible 1,000 players and staffs tested. What do you think about that, um.
0: Yeah, KD, just the way we talked about this some times back, I think yeah. uh, we have been so critical of the Premier League in the past. Yeah. But when due yeah. when is, is to be given, I think we should also give them some praise. Right now, yeah. they, they are doing the best job, I think, actually i think it was the best decision not to reveal the name both the clubs and the yeah. premier league did not reveal on the name of the person who had the covid-19 which yeah. is a very good decision in my point
1: yeah are, yeah it's a good decision Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah they are doing a very good job
1: yeah also the premier league ceo is optimistic that the fans will be back in stadiums next season but the Premier League CEO confirmed that crowds are likely to return on a phased basis, considering that when you look at maybe clubs like Arsenal, the biggest clubs in England right now, talk of yeah. clubs like Arsenal, United, um, City, they have a very huge fan base. And you can consider that uh, such clubs, it takes like maybe over 70,000 fans or maybe over 60,000 fans to fill their stadium. So I think this is also a good move by the Premier League to allow that even though the Premier League, Premier League fans are going to be allowed back on the pitches, then it has to be done in a very systematic way in order to prevent the spread of the coronavirus.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because uh, on what I read, uh, Premier League is allowing 300 people only in the stadium right now when we'll kick off the season. Yeah. Uh, So I think it is a very good decision and they are really thinking on the lives of the players and Everyone also. And I think yeah. uh, some of the clubs, like maybe Arsenal, are thinking on some of the innovative part of bringing the fans near to their players so that they can bring the support. Even if you are watching a game in, in, a, in a comfort of, of your own at home, you can you can yeah. support your team and uh, your voice can be listened in the stadium. Yeah. yeah, I think that is a very good move and we can move that way And I think this one will change the world of football. And I'm optimistic that we are going to have more fans, even if things resume normal. There will be more cheering in the stadium, surpassing the number of fans that are in that stadium.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you because we just have to adapt with what has happened right now. Because even when you look at maybe like the Danish league and also the Austrian league, the fans have been watching their players on the pitch while through a drive through on, on a big screen. So I think it's a good move by the Premier League to allow maybe the fans to return on a first basis. Also, Sam, um, the Premier League was set to allow that. Um, there will be five substitutes per game. We've, seen, we've also seen this in the Bundesliga. It's been happening in the Bundesliga. So teams are allowed to make a maximum of uh, five substitutes as opposed to the three. Um, so I think this is also a good move by the Premier League too, Sam, consider So the, the number of substitutes on the bench and also the players on the bench will be increased from seven to nine. And as I'm saying, Sam, I think this is a good move by, by the Premier League because when you consider some of, the, some of the teams, there will be a lot of matches during the course of the Premier League returning. So I think it will be a good move for the teams and also a huge boost for other teams too and all the teams in the Premier League, especially those with maybe huge amount of players in their teams and and a good squad depth.
0: Yeah, that's true. This factor is going to elevate the experience of including young talents in your team, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's say, for example, Arsenal or Chelsea, which doesn't have a big squad depth, it will force you to at least consider some players from the academy so that you can promote them. Yeah. and. It is going to give some of the youngsters experience of at least playing in the first team. I think we talked about this earlier before, before the resumption of the league, where we said that this is just to reduce the fatigue. And I'm very glad that Premier League are also introducing that they have allowed clubs so that they can hold at least a friendly match.
1: Yeah, so Sam, on the flip side, I was thinking about this. Maybe look at maybe a club like Manchester City or even maybe a club like Liverpool, whereby they even have very good players on their benches. Talk of yeah. maybe players like David Silva, who maybe are likely to feature on the on the bench of maybe a team like Manchester City or even players like Mika who are most likely to feature maybe on the bench of Liverpool. Does this mean that players maybe, talk of players maybe like Phil Foden, then they'll not be getting the opportunity that they have been looking forward to.
0: Yeah yeah that one that one is now going to be disadvantage on, on the
1: yeah.
0: on the clubs that have got a big squad.
1: Oh okay so um let's just dive into some of the local news happening here in our country and let's just start by news coming from Kenya so Nick Mwenda has said that KPL clubs will resume training after the government greenlight. So as a country, we are still waiting to, to hear from the government whether the ban, um, the curfew will be lifted. So, but the um, but the KPL clubs are right now given the green lights to resume. Um last week and maybe some time back, we were talking maybe the season even being ended. I don't know if the sudden turn turnaround by the by the KPL. What do you think about that? Because considering that maybe even the K- KPL had awarded Gormahia the league and right now they are talking about maybe the teams giving another opportunity to go back in the training. Talk even maybe about maybe like the French league, the, the league was ended. So they say that the league is likely to resume after maybe after, the, after September. So right now we are hearing from Nick that the clubs are have been given the green lights to resume. Maybe that's some sort of confusion right now.
0: Yeah. Actually, when Nick gave the league to Gormaya, I think there were divisions in some of the clubs. There are clubs that were not in the same vein with this decision. And I think this is what is bringing the problem. This is just telling us that Kenya, we, we are not ready to make our own decisions.
1: Yeah, because I'm considering that it's only last month whereby they talked about even the league being, end. and right now maybe we have a possibility of hearing maybe that the league was not completely ended. Maybe yeah. that talks about the hastiness of the of the KPA in finishing the league well, as whereas they haven't considered other factors.
0: Yeah, the painful part is that. I'm not sure how well prepared we are with this COVID-19, even if we want to resume, yeah. if things open, opens up. Because if you look at the way Germany are doing their programs, yeah. the way England are doing, they are doing tests to their players like every day. So I'm not sure if they are well prepared, doing the same things that are happening in England and Germany, of testing the players because the life of the players is very important in this role. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they are well prepared and I'm not sure if they are that well prepared for this.
1: Yeah, true. Let's just wait and see how that one will progress right now. So yes. let me just j- jump into the Bundesliga. Of course, we had Match Day 29 happening during this weekend. And I'll just start by going through a roundup of the results during that weekend. Um, Gladbach won 4-1 against Union Berlin. So we had players like Makasuram who scored two goals in that game. He had a very good game. Um, Dortmund won 6-1 um, against Paderborn. They were away to Paderborn. That was a very good result by Dortmund, considering how the league has been progressing all along. And Leipzig won 4-2 against Cologne. That was also a very interesting game. Bremen won. Uh, Frankfurt won 3-0 three, um, against Bremen. Schalke again lost um, by a goal against by the Bremen. Schalke again have not been having the best of their season after maybe the resumption of the Bundesliga. Um Hoffenheim uh, won by a solitary goal against Mainz. Berlin won by two goals against Augsburg. Uh, Wolfsburg again in the um, match, which was, it was a game in hand which Frankfurt had. They won um, 2-1 against Wolfsburg. And we also had Bayern Munich winning by five goals at home against Fortuna Düsseldorf. So Sam, yeah. what game was it interesting for you to watch uh, during this weekend?
0: In the Bundesliga. I think the, yeah. the, the Dortmund game was interesting, and we realized that yeah. uh, sometimes even if a lad is not around, some players can always turn up, yeah. and Sancho did yeah. that.
1: Yeah, Sancho scored a hat trick in that game, and in the aftermath of that, um, so Sancho removed his shirt to protest against racism. Of course, this is after um an innocent black man in the name of George Floyd was killed in the United States of America, and so. Sancho and Hakimi and also other players in the name of Makasturam and also Weston Makeni had also protested against any form of racism. So after that, so Sancho was shown a yellow card, but after that, the, the DFB issued a statement and said that the DFB will not sanction Sancho, Hakimi, Makeni and Sturam and any other player who make an anti-racism stand during Bundesliga games. So I think this was also a good um, move by, by the DFT, because we just have to stand united as a world in, even during this difficult time and also fight for equal rights for, for each and every person, whether you are black, whether you are white. I think um, we should just um, strive in making our world, uh, this world a better place for each and every one of us without even having to victimize anyone based on color or even race. Because when you even look at maybe at scenarios and what has been happening around the the world, we've been seeing maybe forms of police brutality and also innocent people being murdered around the world. Also, it's been happening here in our country. People are being murdered by the police. And I think we we all just stand against that and we fight against that.
0: Yeah. Actually, to the players, it has been so stressful, the act of racism. If the players are also protesting and they are showing the world the right thing to do, I think the FA of the German was right to lift those yeah. yellow cards because yeah. it can't make sense if the whole world is mourning about one thing. The players also are human beings and they are in social media and they are seeing what is happening. And they have been the victim of the same, same things that are happening and in football racism has been also on a high note
1: predominant yeah yeah it's been so predominant yes let me just run through how the Bundesliga table looks like right now so Bayern Munich are on top of the Bundesliga table right now with 67 points Uh, Dortmund are second with 60 points we have Leipzig with 58 points Um, Gladbach are fourth, who are right now tied with um, Leverkusen with 56 points. And of course, in the Europa League positions, we have Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim, who are tied also on 42 points. Also, when you look at maybe the relegation battle, the German Bundesliga, we have um, Paderborn, who are right now the eight, who are right now 18th with 19 points. Um, Veda Bremen have 25 points. Um, we have Fortuna Dusseldorf, who are 16th with 27 points, and also when you look at maybe how the Bundesliga has been pairing, and also the relegation, but we have maybe teams like Augsburg, Union Berlin, and also Mainz, who are also who are all potential candidates for relegation right now. And I just hope that when I, you know, I'm a really huge fan of Werder Bremen, I, I really like some of their players, and yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see Werder Bremen, Bremen get relegated right now. Also right now, because you are talking about the 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 German Bundesliga table. I think it's almost certain to say that Bayern Munich have run away with the league right now. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that one we decided last time in our podcast. And I I wish Giggs was in this podcast today because this is something we talked about last time and the Kai Havertz issue. And Kai Havertz scored the winner on the next game. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <on> <laughs> I know gigs would not have had this today because of that. <laughs> it,
0: it would have been on fire if he was to be around, but thanks to him, he's not around, and this story is just dying like this.
1: And it's good, Sam, that you mentioned Kai Havertz because let me just mention an interesting start about, start about Kai Havertz. So, Kai Havertz is the highest scoring Bundesliga player ever before he's 21st, but so Kai Havertz right now is. He's 20 years old and he already has 35 goals in his name. That tells you everything you need to know about Kai Havertz. Yeah. And this is what we were just informing G- gigs about last week. Yeah. Yeah, because also when I watch Kai Havertz, he's a player who can just fit in, in any team in Europe. He can fit in in Liverpool, whether it's Arsenal who are struggling or even United, whether it's City, whether it's Barcelona. Kai Havertz can just fit in any team right now in the world.
0: Yeah, he is a fighter.
1: Yeah, let me just go through the scorers in the Bundesliga and how the scorers chart looks like. So, Lewandowski right now, who is a Bayern Munich player, is on 29 goals. So he's been on red hot form, um, Lewandowski this season. Um, Timo Werner is on 25 goals right now. He scored, I think he scored two goals during this week. He had a chance, maybe. To, I was watching their game. Um, during the course of the week on Monday. He had even a chance to to score a hat trick. so he's been doing very well for Leipzig. We also have Sancho. Sancho is also a very brilliant player. He's on 17 goals right now. We also have in the fourth position, we have players like Anderson, who plays for Union Berlin, Cordoba, who plays for FC Cologne, and also Hennings and also Koizan, who play for Mainz. Around 12 goals right now. What do you think of Sancho and his performances in the Bundesliga?
0: Sancho has been brilliant since he he went to Borussia Dortmund. There is no one who can dispute that. It has just been a clear show that he's on another level when he moved to Borussia Dortmund. And he has proved that last season. And this season, he has done it again. That's, That's why he's linked with one of the best clubs in the world right now.
1: Yeah, talking of clubs like Manchester United. So. <laughs> <laughs> today,
0: today, I have to praise you because we are alone, but next time you know what will happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know what will happen exactly. So, Jidon, this is on some very interesting stuff. I'll just go through some of the interesting stats for this weekend. So, Jadon Sancho is on 17 goals and 16 assists this season. That's a very good return from Don Sancho for Borussia Dortmund. And also, I think another player that maybe we should be talking about is Thomas Muller, because I think Thomas Muller has been one of those players that we just don't know what kind of uh, position fits in for Muller. But then also, he's able to get in goals and assists for you. When you look at this is Muller already has um, 18 assists. He's only three away from breaking the record set by Kevin De Bruyne of 21 assists. And I think for me, he's been one of the most underrated players of this generation. Thomas Muller, he has to be one of the most underrated players of this generation.
0: Yeah, Thomas Muller has been one of the players who have been lying low. I think they are not vocal in press conference, social media, but they are really performing. I think the reason why some of the guys, maybe let's say for example in kenya people don't always recognize such like a person because people are concentrating much in english premier league but if you are a football yeah. fan and you always follow these you always follow German football and Spanish football. I think those two leagues yeah. have some of the talents that you may not see in English Premier League at some point. Yeah, yeah. I
1: totally agree with you. And, and yeah. right now that you are talking about um, Thomas Muller and Bayern Munich, let's just focus on maybe another player for Bayern Munich, and that is the player that I've just mentioned who is the top scorer for in the Bundesliga and also for, for Bayern Munich, uh, Robert Lewandowski. So Lewandowski has scored against all current and every Bundesliga time, every Bundesliga side, even including his own team, that is Bayern <laughs> Munich. <laughs> and, also, and also the newcomers, uh, Union Berlin. And some, I keep on saying that Robert Lewandowski right now, He's just the best striker in the world. He's just the best striker in the world when you just look at Robert Lewandowski. He does things that any other striker cannot do on the pitch.
0: Yeah, Lewandowski is one of the clinical strikers in the world, I think, because he's making history and he's on another level as a striker. I think Arsenal should go back to Champions League when this guy has retired.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because
0: he is he, yeah. one of the people who always make Arsenal look like a childish club <laughs> with the kind of goals yeah, he always scores.
1: Yeah, 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 true. I agree with you, and not only Arsenal, but every other club that he faces,
0: yeah. as we've
1: seen right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, and KD, you can bear me witness on this. This is a guy who yeah. is good on air. And he's good yeah. on his foot. He's not a Giroud type of player who is just good yeah. with, on air and is not good with yeah. his foot. This is a guy that is lethal on both the foot and the head.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, true. And I've been watching Lewandowski and I agree with you. I just love every aspect about Lewandowski. He's good in the air. He's good with, with the ball on his legs. He can score the goals. He can also get the assist because recently I've been watching Lewandowski and how deep he has been dropping in order to create goals for his team. So, he's also a team player for for the team. So, that, that tells you everything you need to know about Robert Lewandowski.
0: Yeah. KD, let me ask you, which which striker can you compare Lewandowski with right now, who is a bit nearer to him? I think, with me, I think maybe Luis Suarez. Because if yeah. I look at Aguero, Aguero is not that good on the air. Aguero is, yeah. is good on his foot. Uh, if I look at Suarez... Yeah. Suarez can gamble, but with his height, his height might be giving him much of a disadvantage. But with Lewandowski, he has everything that you would want in a striker.
1: Yeah, right now that you just mentioned about Lewandowski, I think that the only player who comes into my mind is Ciro Immobile. Because look at Ciro Immobile and how he's been performing for for Italy, also for Lazio, he's been getting in the goals. He's also been helping in his national team. So I think that maybe the only player that can have in mind, apart from who comes close to lewandowski right now in terms of maybe the physicality, in terms of maybe being good on the air and also in the, um, on the ball, is only Chiro Immobile. Who maybe can be competing maybe with players like Luis Suarez, the, the likes of maybe Hurricane. I think Hurricane also on a good is a very good striker.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a good day without injuries. And maybe Ronaldo. I think you can assemble yeah, she- like five players of such character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So let's just go on with the stars from March day 29 in the Bundesliga. Hansi Flick is the first manager to win his first 25 games with Bayern Munich in all competitions. So since the, their promotion to the Bundesliga in 1965, so Pep Guardiola had an also an exception record, but Pep Guardiola... Only won one twenty-one of his first twenty-five, but Hansi Flick has won um twenty-two of his first twenty-five. So I think Hansi Flick is also having a very good season as a manager for Bayern Munich that people don't really get to appreciate the way that he's also judging some of the some of their players recently. I've been watching some of the Bayern Munich games, and when you look at maybe a player maybe like David Alaba, David Alaba right now has become so versatile in such a way that he can also play in the centre-back position. A player like Lucas Hernandez, who's also a left-back, he has become so versatile that he can also play in the centre-back position. Talk of maybe a player like um, Alfonso Davis who's also right now playing in the left-back position, and also how Hansi Flick has been able to get the best of him of how even maybe Thomas Muller has been performing very well. I think it's only good that maybe we get to appreciate Hansi Flick as the manager for Bayern Munich and also how good he's been performing with those kind of players.
0: Yeah, that's true. It has been a very good time for Bayern Munich because they had a problem since Pep Guardiola went. And right now I can see they are stable and I know they will bring a, a serious competition in UEFA Champions League when it's back.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just looking forward to that too. I think we've talked a a lot about um, the Bundesliga. I think this is the first time that we've really dug in in depth uh, about the Bundesliga. Let me just finish up by looking at the 30 fixtures and what will be happening and what we can expect during this weekend. And maybe we can analyse a few games here and there. So on Friday, we'll be having the game between Freiburg and Gladbach. So Freiburg will be host to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, also on Saturday, we'll be having Le- Leipzig, will be playing against Paderborn. Um, Fortuna Dusseldorf will be playing against Hofe- Hoffenheim. Dortmund will be at home against uh, Hatter Berlin. Uh, Leverkusen will be hosting Bayern Munich. Frankfurt will be at home to Mainz. Um, on Sunday too, we'll be having Werder Bremen, who will be hosting Wolfsburg. Um, Union Berlin will be playing against Schalke Augsburg and then we'll finish up with Dati against Cologne. So I think we'll just look at maybe the Leverkusen and Bayern Munich game. I think this is a very um, exciting game to look forward to because we are just from talking about maybe players like um, Kai Havertz, Leverkusen have players like Leon Bailey. And also I've been watching their centre-back. They really have a, a good centre-back in the name of tabsoba who has been performing very well for them. And I think this will be an exciting game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting game. I think that one is a game that I must watch as a fan of Kai Havertz.
1: Yeah, Giggs has to listen to this podcast because he has to watch Kai Havertz during the weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have, we have to tell him he must watch that young guy because I don't want a case where we'll come here again and debate about Kai Havertz. I think we should, <laughs> it will just be dusted by weekend.
1: Yeah, true, because I'm looking forward to this game. You think that Bayern Leverkusen have a chance against Bayern Munich
0: yeah, they they have a chance. But the only problem is that the form that Bayern Munich are yeah. in right now, it is a form of their life. I think they can demolish any team right now. Leverkusen, they, with the game they played, they stand a chance. And with the kind of players they have, the likes of Leon Bailey, Kai Havertz. But now yeah. it's, it's going to be in terms of individual brilliance now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the likes of Kimmich, the likes of Lewandowski, they are going to make a very big difference in that game.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's all about form because when you look at Bayern Munich, um, they have been doing so well since the league resumed and also under Hansi. So I think maybe that Bayern Munich might have, a, might have a chance to edge out Leverkusen in this game. So I think this will also be an interesting game to watch out during this weekend.
0: Yeah, and my prediction, I just see Bayern Munich winning this game.
1: Yeah, your scoreline, let me hear your scoreline on this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going for Bayern Munich 3-1. Yeah,
1: I'm also going for a Bayern. A win for Bayern Munich, a 3-1 win for Bayern Munich during this weekend against Leverkusen. Also, I think we've talked enough about the Bundesliga. Um, I think it's also a very exciting thing that we should be very excited that the La Liga is back. So the La Liga is expected to resume on the 11th of, of this month, that is on Thursday. And I think this is very exciting looking because people have been looking forward to watching La Liga too because we have La Liga fans all over the world, people who love to watch uh, Messi, people who love to watch Benzema, people who love to watch their clubs like Atletico Madrid, like Joao Felix. Or even Diego Costa. So I think this is a very exciting moment for La Liga fans all over the world.
0: Yeah, and uh, let let us see Messi again. People have been missing this guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: People have really missed Messi. Yeah. You know, right now that you've talked uh, about Messi, I think it's so unfortunate that we'll not be getting to see the to see Messi. Yeah, as we have been expecting, because I think Messi will be out for a period of time because he suffered an injury again during training. So I think we expecting to see Messi, which is sad. Yeah. And Barcelona have reported that it will be maybe a lo- like a long-term injury.
0: And I think that one is going to be a very yeah, big setback on them.
1: Yeah, because I don't think that Barcelona right now have the right personnel, especially how they have been going. They have been co- competing with Real Madrid for the title. I know you are also a Real Madrid uh, supporter, and you just can't wait to watch your favorite player, Benzema. <laughs> wow! I,
0: I, and uh, no, Benzema is not my favorite player, but I'm very happy that Messi is not around. That one, that <laughs> that one, give us a ninety percent chance of winning this league.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Messi. Messi has been a very big difference in that Barcelona team. If you look at Real Madrid, the likes of Hazard are now fit and are ready to play. I think people are going to miss Messi right now.
1: Yeah, and and I know you are lucky celebrating that (laughs) we'll not be getting to see Messi back in the the La Liga. (laughs) (laughs) So the La Liga is scheduled to return on the 11th of this month, that is on Thursday. So I think we have some very interesting games to look forward to. Sevilla will be playing against um, Real Betis. So let me just go through some of the big games from the big teams maybe we should be looking forward to. So Mallorca will be at home to Barcelona. Of course, some were saying that maybe Barcelona will be missing Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, who has now suffered from an injury. So that will be on Saturday. On Friday, maybe we'll be having Valencia playing against Levante. On Sunday, we'll be having Real Madrid. Who will be at home to EBA So uh, maybe a very interesting start from com- a very interesting piece of information coming from Real Madrid. So Real Madrid will play their remaining games at the Estadio Alfredo de Stefano, um, which is their training ground, which I think is a good move by Real Madrid, considering that there's no need to play at their big bigger stadium right now, considering that there are no fans. And also, we also have a very interesting game. Atletico Madrid will be playing against Atletico Bilbao. That's also a very good game to look forward to. Also, the FA has announced that we should expect the quarterfinals of the games, which were sheltered, but they had not been played. So the FA has issued an official statement saying that Saturday, the 27th of June, we'll be having Norwich, who will be welcoming Manchester United. Um, on Sunday, we'll be having Sunday, 28th of June, We'll be having Sheffield United who will be welcoming um, us now. Um, still on Sunday, Leicester City will be playing against Chelsea and also Newcastle will be playing against Manchester City. Also, it's been confirmed that the Premier League matches right now are here with us. We'll start with maybe on on the Wednesday 17th, Aston Villa will be welcoming Sheffield United. Uh, Manchester City will be at home to. Uh, no, that's also a very interesting game. We, we had discussed about that. Um, West Ham will be playing against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Bournemouth will be playing against Crystal Palace. And on Sunday, we'll be having Newcastle, who will be playing um, against Sheffield United. Aston Villa will also be playing against Chelsea. Everton will be playing against Liverpool. And last, the last game of that match day will be having Manchester City, who will be at home to who will be at home against. Um, Burnley, I, I know some. You are very excited about the Premier League resuming.
0: Yeah, I have been waiting for this. Even if lockdown continues in Kenya, I think Premier League will keep us busy.
1: Yeah, let's just right now delve into some of the transfer news around in and around the world. We have some very interesting piece of information, maybe coming from. Um, various clubs. I'll start with Chelsea. And because it's the hottest transfer out there, so Premier League clubs had um, 12 days to trigger Timovana's release clause, which is, over, um, which is over 40 million. And Chelsea rest which which was expected to expire on the 15th of June. And Chelsea, out of nowhere, decided that, you know what? We are going to go and get Timovana. So Chelsea Right now, have agreed a deal in principle to sign Timovana. What do you think about that, Sam?
0: Yeah, we have said this one in this podcast over and over again that Chelsea needs a striker. Yeah. yeah. And it has been clear that they need a striker and it is a very good move they have gone for a striker who is Timoana. A high profile a high profile one. And now it's his time to at least show us in Premier League that he can do what he's doing in Bundesliga.
1: Yeah, and I think when I look at maybe Chelsea going for Timo Werner, they just have the po- the potential to, to become w- one of the best attacking teams in the Premier League right now. Because maybe we'll be getting to see Timo Werner who will be playing with um Tammy Abraham up front, and maybe on the wings we will be getting to see Pulisic and also Zayek on the wings. I think Chelsea have the prospect to becoming one of the best attacking teams in the Premier League right now.
0: Yeah. I think it is just to give them time so that they can gel together and see what they can do. Uh, Because even the Liverpool front three, it was given time. So it's a matter of giving them time. And because we have not seen what Polosic can do, we have not seen that much that he has done in English Premier League. The same way we can't judge Akim Zia by just what we saw him doing at Ajax, sometimes yeah. it may not work in England, but hopefully it will work.
1: Yeah, let's just hope. Let's just hope it will work for Chelsea right now. And yeah. right now that you are talking about Chelsea, um, Chelsea have also been linked with um Chukwueze, Chukwueze, who's a player and also a winger. He plays in Spain and also a Nigerian for Villarreal as an alternative to Jadon J- Sancho. So if at all che- Chelsea are not going to land Jadon Sancho, then they'll be looking to get um from Villarreal I think this might be a good move for Chelsea he's a good player and I know you've also watched him
0: yeah that one it's a good move and I think it's just the matter of developing the likes of Odoi so that they can gel with Lamp does not want to give them so much responsibility at this time
1: yeah so let's just jump into a bit of Arsenal news so Arsenal no want as little as 20 million for Aubameyang. I think that <laughs> that that has to be the news that we've been looking forward to. Arsenal no want as little as 20 million for Aubameyang right now. I think this has been as a result of the the effect that covid-19 has had on football. That's why maybe Arsenal are looking to maybe sell Aubameyang for as little as 20 million and I know you also have a, a lot to say about maybe Aubameyang leaving from uh, leaving to another club maybe.
0: Yeah this is just clear Arsenal has been doing the wrong business in the past yeah. Uh, yeah. and now it's time if this is a guy who, who refuses to sign a, a new contract at this point when the season ends let us just yeah. cash him out because it's better we cash him than leaving him go for free the way we saw Sanchez doing because when Arsenal are acquiring these people they always use money and when they are giving these people out it's either free or less yeah, than what they brought them with, and when they are leaving these guys, they always leave these guys when these guys are on their top form now it doesn't make sense,
1: yeah, and I also think that maybe might be the reason why whereby Arsenal are looking to sign maybe a player like Ozim or even or John from um from Lille and also um Celtic respectively
0: yeah yeah, you it's just a matter of at least gambling and see the, a person who can, who can replace him. I know Martinelli has got the same character as him, but you can't give that responsibility to Martinelli right now because he's still a young guy and a 19-year-old who cannot carry that, the responsibility of English Premier League from the start to the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you need to have a good backup in case things goes wrong.
1: Yeah, also an, another very interesting piece of information um, from the transfer world is that Lazio's sporting director has revealed that the club will be, li- will be willing to listen to offers for milinkovic savic when the transfer market opens according to the Daily Mail. So milinkovic savic has been linked with teams like United, Chelsea and Spurs. He's a midfielder from Lazio and he's a very good midfielder. And let's just see how that progresses. I think you yeah, he might be a very good fit for maybe a club like 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 Chelsea were looking to sign midfielders also right now.
0: Yeah, I have watched Milinkovic Savic. He's a very good midfielder, very strong. Yeah, and the toughness is what is needed in the Premier League, and I think most of the teams will be linked with him from the Premier League. Uh, if I look at Chelsea, I don't know why. I think they have to release some of their midfielders so that they can start doing such deals. Because yeah. may, maybe yeah. they want to get rid of Kante, or is when they can do yeah, this kind yeah. of deals. But if, yeah. they, if they retain their current midfielders, the likes of Barkley, I don't see them doing, yeah. doing such kind of deals.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that might not be their, their topmost priority right now. So, Newcastle have increased their contract offer for midfielder uh, Mati Longstaff in a bid to persuade him to reject a move to an Italian club that is Udinese. So, Mati Longstaff is a young midfielder for Newcastle who has been performing very well. And Newcastle, Newcastle are right now are trying to tie him down with a, with a contract. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the player might be more convinced ab- about moving to another club, maybe. Because when you look at him at Newcastle, he has performed very well, the game team that he has received there. Maybe it might be an opportunity for him to look elsewhere, considering that he's also a young player.
0: Long stuff is a fan favorite for man United.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> a, a, a very good
1: scoring. A, a
0: long a long shot yeah. that the gear didn't see going through. <laughs>
1: yeah. He, 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 I think yeah.
0: That was his debut and he did it very well. He, yeah. he proved yeah. it, he, he has some quality in him and i think what he needs is just yeah. game time so it's just yeah. the of se- yeah. season-, season ends and maybe yeah i think newcastle can learn him to a-, yeah. a certain club that is serious that wants midfielders he can make a very good yeah. midfield player yeah
1: yeah so some another very interesting piece of information. So, City may have to wait um, two months to learn whether their Champions League ban has been overturned, according to the Daily Mail. So, it, it seems that um, City will, will be really waiting to see whether their Champions League ban is overturned. We are still waiting for for the ruling to, and now it's being revealed that they have to to wait for another extra two months.
0: Yeah, I know Pep Guardiola's aim is just to be in champions league and he wants to leave that stroke yeah so when when the ban holds i don't know what he will do i think when the ban holds he will leave city that one is just
1: evident clear (laughs) yeah because they will crumble (laughs) yeah Yeah, let me just go through a roundup of maybe the transfers that have been in and around the world very quickly before we end the show today. So Bayern Munich have offered City the chance to sign Lucas Hernandez in negotiation for Leroy Sané maybe as part of that deal. We'll be looking to see how that maybe progresses because also Bayern Munich have been interested for a very long time in signing Leroy Sané from Manchester City. Also, Spurs have offered 18 million for midfielder from Inter Milan who is known as Vecino. Vecino, obviously, is a very good midfielder for, from Inter Milan. Let's just also see how that one will be progressing along. Also, Barcelona, um, if, if at all Barcelona cannot afford to sign the 98-rated million uh, Lautaro Martinez, then they'll be looking forward to maybe signing Aubameyang. That's according also to the to the Daily Mail. Also, some of the, of the deals maybe which have been sealed during the course of the week. Also, we he can't be moved to Lyon on a permanent permanent basis. Ikadi also has moved to PSG on a permanent basis for 57 million on a contract which will be running to 2024. Obviously, we also saw that Manchester United announced that um, Ighalo will be staying at the club till January of next year. That's also a very good move by Manchester United and also some more and more um, interesting news that should be happening and will be happening. We'll be sure to inform you as every news transfer in and around the transfer world around. So it's been very interesting um, doing this episode. Um, It's been very candid. We've had a very candid conversation with Sam so we'll be looking forward to meeting you next week um, as we get to dive into another conversation about football and everything happening in and around the world, so by next week maybe we should be having gigs gigs, or um, was having a lot to do today, He wouldn't they couldn't make to join us today so um, I wish everyone a very blessed weekend um, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms to know everything that happens and because we'll be informing you and also to get to know as we release um, another another new episode so joining me today for for this episode is
0: gay um, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam Jay has, uh, has joined us too and also me for today's episode. We've had a very good conversation um, about football. So make sure you join us next week. We'll be discussing football and more. Have a blessed week.